This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday. Thank you for joining me for the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellata, matchmaker and founder of singleinthecity.ca. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. This is a show you've been waiting for, the things that you need to know about dating right now. I have two amazing guests this week who are going to help me break down the dating scene. We have Carmelia Ray from Carmelia Ray Matchmaking and Emily Lyons from Lyons Elite Matchmaking. Both of these ladies are fellow dating and relationship experts and matchmakers. And together, we're going to be launching the Love Academy, your source for everything that you need to be successful romantically. And We're going to be filling you in on cuffing season tonight, what you need to know about it, and also sharing some tips to help you find that special someone and so much more. So thanks for being here tonight, ladies. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Happy happy Thanksgiving, everyone. (laughs) Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Um, So we have so much to talk about today, but let's start off with cuffing season, okay? Now, cuffing season, um, which means uh, that many of us are you know, ready to find someone basically. Um, So let's chat about it. Let's break down cuffing season. What does it mean exactly? Who wants to start us off? Uh, I can't. Okay, go ahead, Carmen. So, you know, cuffing season historically refers to that period of time when single people, they're looking for uh, that short-term relationship, the the convenient relationship because it's getting cold. They're looking for a cuddle partner, hence, you know, cuffing. They want to get cuffed with somebody. And it really implies that you, you kind of lower your standards in cuffing season because it really doesn't matter. They're not focused necessarily on the long-term compatibility. They're more focused on, all right, you'll do warm bed. Uh, we can watch movies. We can Netflix and chill. So that's always been my understanding of cuffing season is the time where singles go into a little bit of a panic or they basically let loose and they look for that convenient partner over the winter and then we enter breakup season. So that that's my definition of cuffing season. What about you, Em? Yeah, I think that everybody is so busy in the summer uh, enjoying the warm weather that mm-hmm. then fall hits and everything kind of slows down. It's like, okay, now I got to find somebody. And so people are focused a lot more on that than going out and, and having fun. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I think in, in one sense, like cuffing season can be the cure for the winter blues, Hmm. you know, when there's not a lot going on uh, outdoors, uh, not having to be alone indoors in, in those dark winter months. And it's, it's also good for people's mental health, you know, not to be isolated, but what are some of the negatives about cuffing season? Carm, I know you probably have a lot to say about this. Um, You know, like, Think about it's it's a time frame, right? Like it's a bit of a season. Right now, October is historically the start of cuffing season. And ironically, like Valentine's Day, like after like February is when cuffing season ends and you see all these people kind of breaking up. So a negative um, impact of cuffing season is that if people can't be comfortable in their own skin and being with their, with themselves that they have to rush into this partnership because it's cold. And now they feel like they're lonely 
I think that that can be a con is that you're running to a partnership to find happiness in your love life. So I think that's one um, negative that I can talk about as it pertains to cupping season. Mm-hmm. And did you want to share? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, like karma saying where you kind of lower your standards. And so you're spending time with somebody that might not necessarily be a good fit long-term when you could be spending that time finding a good fit for you. And so not thinking about wasting time, but actually yeah. what matters, not just, Hey, I'm lonely. I totally yeah. agree. I think you're better off being alone than in the wrong relationship mm-hmm. um, because you're, you're not going to be attracting anybody new into your life when you're hooked on somebody else. Now, how can you tell if you're just cuffed up and your relationship really isn't heading for serious territory? Do you want to be with them long-term? Like, do you see this progressing to something? I mean, if your overall goal is to get married, could you one day see yourself marrying this person? And if the answer is no, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, the other thing is, are you with somebody that, like, again, the, you're, you're cuffed. So you, the, the idea is that, you know, you're sticking around with this one person over the colder months. Are you, um, you know, overstepping boundaries or overlooking boundaries? Usually when you're in this short-term relationship, you're not focused on the boundaries because you don't really care. You're thinking, ah, this'll, this is a hookup that's going to be for the winter months. And so when you start to create habits and then spending time with someone that really doesn't fit your criteria, I think that affects you and impacts you internally because then you start to feel wrong or bad about wasting your time with someone. So I think that those subconscious, you know, behaviors and then constantly being in a relationship where the person might irritate you, but you, 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 uh, put it under the rug, you just start to develop habits of that. And then when a real person comes, when, when the wrong person comes along, like it's really devastating when you start dating somebody that is more problematic now. Now, how do you uncuff with this person who's like crazy? <laughs> crazy. Uh, also, we have to take a look at the way that this person's treating us too. I mean, you may be all goo goo gaga for someone, especially like if you start having sex with them and your emotions get involved and it, you get hooked on them. But then are they prioritizing you too, right? Like if they're not putting you, um, you know, you're in their top three list of, of the person that they want to spend most of their time with. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, those are things that you really need to take a look at too, right? Is how are they showing up for you? Because if they're not showing up for you, they're not making plans to see you regularly. Um, you're questioning the relationship day in and day out. You're waking up and you're wondering like, how does this person feel about me? You're going to bed saying you get those same anxious feelings. You're almost like you're in a situation ship, you know? Um, so that's also a way to, you know, figure out if this relationship is heading into serious territory or not. Take a look at how they treat you. So, so important. Um, so ladies, is there anything that uh, you should keep in mind or that people should keep in mind during the season, whether they're looking for something serious or not? What do you guys think? I think it's a great time to, to find somebody because like we were saying, people are more focused on it. So take, use that to your advantage. You know, don't waste this time because before you know it, everybody's going to be busy again. It's going to be the holidays and then spring will be coming. So I think this is the best time of year to really focus on finding somebody great. 
Yeah. And, you know, if you stick to what your boundaries are, the, the thing about cuffing season, a lot of times we don't, most singles don't even realize they've fallen into this pattern of, oh my God, it's cold. I don't want to deal with anybody. And it's, there's something about this weather, like they say winter blues, right? Like it's a real thing. I'm a summer person. So at the minute I feel cold, I'm not, I don't like, I don't like that very much at all. I'm, I want to go to Florida. I want to get on a plane and get the heck out of Toronto. Right. So, so I can see where singles will sort of um, compromise and not really focus on the, the, what Emily was just saying. However, what tends to happen is then your emotion, your, you put yourself at emotional risk. You talked about intimacy. Most women and men who fall in love, who, who, who end up being intimate, their expectations change. The relationship dynamic change. And you really have to ask yourself, are, can you do a friends with benefit relationship? Can you actually separate the physical act of sex to, okay, this will just do, or are you, you know, right? Like, <laughs> no, like, I, I can't. I, can I personally can't firsthand so many men and women that entered this situationship cupping relationship thinking they're above that and they're not going to let it get to them and then what are we doing we're coaching about their heartbreak like three four months after it's very very difficult yeah. to have an intimate relationship when your hormones and the, and the oxytocin is thinking oh i love this person and meanwhile you forget that it's just you're just pretending this is just a temporary situation yeah. I mean, I, de I definitely can't like, I get all messed up when, yeah. as soon as I start having sex. I'm assuming <laughs> that you ladies feel the same way. I'm like a dude though. <laughs> oh my goodness. You are like, a no, dude. you know, I, I, I think, you know, admittedly have I entered relationships in the past where we had defined a physical partnership and, and thought no emotions involved. Absolutely. And did I catch feelings? hundred percent. It also happened where I thought I was super clear about the interaction. And then the other person caught feelings and I'm like, well, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah. It's really difficult. It's really challenging. And you, Em, I can see you as more of the serious type. You're not having sex with anybody unless it's. <laughs> yeah. It's, Am I right? I don't really. Yeah. No. Have sex with <laughs> unless I know that it's going to be, but I mean, not that I, that I haven't, but I knew in my mind that this was kind of just all that it was. And, and I was okay with that. First of all, I mean, what I want to say is there's nothing wrong with wanting a companionship or attention. Okay. Um, but you have to be honest with yourself and whether a temporary relationship is going to fulfill that emotional need. So uh, what I always suggest for my clients is that they take time and write down what they're looking for in a relationship. Um, and if you're truly ready to have a serious relationship, you should really be excited about the thought of totally, totally committing yourself to somebody else. However, if you're more interested in like dating different people and enjoying relationships that have no strings attached, then you're probably not yet ready to have a serious relationship. It's break time, guys. You're going to want to stick around with us. We're going to be sharing some tips on how to meet someone new after the break. Stay with us. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's News. Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. 
Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host, with my special guest tonight, matchmakers Carmelia Ray and Emily Lyons. And getting back into our chat on how to meet someone this season and why you should use a matchmaker, because we are matchmakers. <laughs> so I guess uh, this uh, question asks a lot and all the time, okay? And I'm sure that the two of you also do. Where do you meet people these days? But first, let's chat about how to meet people in real life. Where do you think you have the best chance of meeting somebody new? Let's all give a couple of tips here. Depends what you enjoy. Depends who you are. I mean, if you are a very active person who loves fitness, then at the gym. And the gym is such a great place to meet people. But uh, if you're not open to it and if you're not talking to people, you're missing out on opportunities. But really anywhere, whether it's where you get your coffee in the morning, any place you go could be an opportunity. I totally agree. Carm, what do you think? Yeah, you know, Emily gave an example of where, you know, if you are into a certain sport, a lifestyle, it's very true that you have the potential to meet anybody, anywhere, anytime. The issue is, are you ready for that? Are you prepared for that? Half, if I, if I were single and I were going out, whether it's the grocery store, whether it's getting gas in my car, whatever it is, running an errand, and I'm being ready to meet someone because I don't want to be caught dead. Half the time, if you saw me grocery shopping, you would want to give me money in a cup. Okay. (laughs) It's like, my head is down. And I'm not like, I'm not saying like the celebrities out there are like, whatever, but I'm not prepared to meet anybody. But you know, if I, I know that when I'm on the hunt or on the lookout and I don't want to even want to say on the prowl, but if I know that I really want to put myself out there, then I'm less on my phone. I'm more about who's around. I'm looking at uh, who I could approach and I can approach people. Not everybody has that skill set. So I think even before uh, you think about where to go, because you can't be strategic about it, right? A lot of guys will go wash their car at the at the coin washes where they vacuum their own car. I went to this luxury auto spa, um, Laura. Oh my God, the waiting area was awesome. I saw so many men. These guys loved their cars. And I like, I should have had matchmaking cards, but I was like, this is a great place to meet somebody while somebody's getting their car washed and like being able to approach them. But you're not going to do that when you're not feeling cute for women. And guys, you're not going to do that if, you know, you smell like you just came from a locker room. Like, <laughs> ew. Right? Ew, yeah. exactly. So I think you have to be prepared. So I'm going to go with Emily as well in your activities, day to day, and then um, events. Events is where I tend to meet a lot of my actual clients. And it's where um, I, I feel like it's the place and space that's open to networking. So try to get to as many events as possible where it is okay and welcome to approach someone. And that's why events are a really great place. Like Laura, you would know that this is yes. you so many events. I would exactly. go to those events for sure. Yeah. Dating parties, singles events. Listen, everybody there is single and looking. So, and that yeah. stigma is gone guys. Really. I mean, put yourselves out there as much as possible. And I love what you said, like, make sure you're prepared um, before you walk out that door. I, this week, my girlfriend, she, um, she, she calls me and she's like, I'm, I, I just dropped my mother off at the casino and there's 
there are all these guys in the parking lot, all these cops <laughs> and everything. She's like, I look like I just crawled from under a rock. She's like, I wish That's I had That's the worst. Anything. Yeah. And then she says, well, you know, but then it's okay to, you know, like, just, um, just be natural. And I'm thinking, mm. <laughs> when you want to meet someone, you have to put effort into it. Mm. Also, you know, asking everyone, you know, to look out for you. Okay. Mm. So important because people don't have you on the top of their mind, but if you let them know, then they may think of you as they're out and about, or they may think of friends that may be suitable for you. Also approaching people. OMG. Okay. Like you should still be approaching people. Yes. Ladies, maybe you don't want to approach, but you want to get in a guy's way to let him know that you're interested, flirt a little, give him a little eye contact. Now, ladies, some guys are really skeptical when it comes to approaching women because they are afraid of the repercussions, but I'm all for it. So what do you guys think? Do you guys think that, you know, men should be approaching ladies at these days? I think it's okay as long as you're not too intrusive. Always, you know, give an arm's length. You want to keep an arm's length away. Yeah, protect, protect their personal space, guys, because some guys, like, will be right up in your face and you can smell their breath. Like, I literally... Oh. It's too <laughs> close. You have to, you have to respect people's proximity and boundaries. I love what you said, Laura, about you know, approaching people. But mm. what my counter to that is be approachable. Mm. There are some people who have resting bitch face that you just don't like. They have seriously, like, yeah, and yeah. then you look at them and they're like, ah. but like, if you're wearing a frown and then you got to like smile, it's kind of like, what is your resting face? Is your resting face like pensive? Are you angry? Like, it's just weird. Now I get, if you're reading something or, um, you know, you look kind of angry all the time, Botox can kind of solve that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people are mindful of the fact that that people are looking. So be approachable. And approachable body language means if I have a guy over here and I'm and I want to all of a sudden I, I catch him in my in my eye line, I can shift now so that my bo- my body, my shoulders are like facing that person, and I'm going to do the glance look away and you're going to glance again. It's showing that I'm open to that. So, so don't be like, Oh, oh shit. There he's cute. I can't look like they're never going to approach you <laughs> like when, when that's going to happen. Right. So that's why I think it's, it's really okay to be approachable. And again, if you don't want the interaction, you can be closed. That's when you put your head down, you might look, get the eye contact, but Oh, okay. Didn't, Wrong person. Now you can look away. But if you want to be noticed, yes. For those who are watching, I'm putting my hair back. I'm kind of like opening my body up. I might um, be a little coy, uh, drink and, you know, do that eye contact thing. I think we need to do like a flirting class because a lot of people don't know how to flirt. That's the problem. They don't know how to flirt. Emily, sorry, did you want to say something? <laughs> no, I think that it's great to be to be to to just to be straightforward uh, and and take that shot. We're we're so nervous and afraid of being shot down. Um, like my partner Ryan, I asked him out. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, Do you remember what you said? Do you remember what you said? Uh, first, I messaged him on Facebook and I said, "Looking good," because <laughs> he updated like a new photo and he's so cute. And then um, I said, "Let's go for sushi." Wow. And then, yeah, and then we just, well, afterwards, and then I asked for the second date, too. I said, you want to be my date to a wedding? See? 
And he says, no, he's like, I would have, it's funny because he said to me down the road, he's like, I would have never thought that you would have been interested in me. I thought it was just as friends. And he's like, so I would have never gone after you. Yeah. And he's like, cause it, and, and even so he's like, and it made me nervous to even because having like social media and all that stuff and him not being in, in business or in the limelight by any means, even having Instagram ever, uh, he wouldn't have ever done that. And so just, you never know what the other person's thinking. So if you want something, go after it. You know what? And some ladies will say, well, I don't want a guy like that. Like if, if he doesn't have the balls to approach me, then he's just not my guy. You know, he might not know if you're interested or you don't know. Like I'm I'm all about that. Listen, I'm all about getting in a guy's way, letting him know that you're interested, but Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not a chaser. I will not chase a man. I'm not into that at all. So, um, let's, let's give some tips too. All right. So you gave some tips on, you know, if you want to be approached as a female, but what if you're a guy and you just don't know how to approach Okay. Coach a lady. And one more tip I want to give for the ladies too. And this used to work for me. I'm like, Emily, like I'll go after what I want. Okay. If I see something, I want it. I'm just going to put in the, the, the effort because again, at the end of the day, if you get rejected, who cares? You're probably never going to see them again. Right. Yeah. So take um, the chance um, is what I used to write down my number and I would just go hand it to someone. And I was a little shy, but I'd say, Hey, like, if you want to go for a drink sometime, just give me a call. And it worked right. A couple of times it didn't, but then I don't know if they were in a relationship. First of all, look to see if they have a ring. They didn't, but maybe they were in a relationship. I would have never known. So I didn't take it as rejection. So let's give, I know Carm, you're dying to give yeah. us a shit. Um, uh, you know, I'll say this, men, if, uh, if you practice the art of complimenting anything other than her physical appearance, that is going to be the best neutral, respectful way to approach a woman. Most women, especially attractive women, like they all, you don't have to say, oh, you're so beautiful. They know if they're, especially if they're attractive. Okay, great. Come up with something more original. Maybe it's the choice of drink they had. You can compliment their style. If you get down to the detail, you know, where did you get your, your earrings or your, or your nice shoes or, or your bracelet, just nothing that is about her body because we're already used to being hypersexualized. So if you can comment and learn how to compliment her choice, her choices of clothing or style or music or whatever it is in whatever situation, that would be the best. And also, you know, that's for my guide tip. And then for ladies, it's always the where can you find a situation where you can have a man help you out, right? That is always the way that uh, in my mind that you can help somebody um, have a man feel like he's contributing even at home. I get like a lot of times I get the the men to like open the jar, even even though I could open the jar. Just one of those things. Honey, can you open this can of pasta for me? Of course, I'm manly, man. I can open it for you. And now they feel like they're doing you a service. So that is something that I would say. I ask for directions. I ask for time. Oh, my God, my phone died. It's full battery. Um, Can I borrow your phone to text a friend? Whatever. Whatever it is that will get me in that proximity that seems non-sexual, non-invasive. And then they can feel my energy and approach me. Mm -hmm. And some guys may be a little timid as well. Um, and if you are just make an observation of something going on in your space 
And then that'll be your excuse to go talk to someone. Maybe you're at a coffee shop. Maybe they're drinking the, the cafe latte or caramel macchiato. I don't know. You've never had it before. They just order it. Maybe you ask them a question about that, or maybe they're on the latest iPhone 14. I don't know. Uh, whatever it is, right? Just find an excuse. Uh, could be asking for directions and, and so forth. But ladies, I want to talk about matchmaking now because because we're continuing our chat on how to meet someone. Okay. Um, now we've all been in the business for years now, and I seen firsthand how well this can work for those who are ready to meet their perfect fit. So let's just chat. We have a, a, like a little time here. We'll go into the next segment, but let's chat a little bit about how matchmaking works. Yeah. Matchmaking works like the old matchmakers you think of way back in the day where they find, they know a neighbor down the street that would be perfect for your daughter or your son. But really, it, it, we're so busy. And when we want something done, we want it done right, we outsource it to a professional. And that's what a matchmaker is. You know, you want to get fit, you hire a trainer, you want to find your perfect partner, you hire a professional that is out there looking for you doing the work on your behalf. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And after the break, we're going to continue our chat on matchmaking. And we're going to give you a little more insight into, you know, the process. And then we're also going to share some more dating tips with you guys and tell you all about the Love Academy. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. It's Sunday night. You're listening to AM640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta with my special guest tonight. And they're friends of mine, guys, friends of mine, Carmelia Ray and Emily Lyons, two amazing matchmakers in Toronto here. And uh, we're going to continue our talk on you know, matchmaking, we're going to give you some more insight into how the process works. So let's talk about that. Well, first off, let's let's talk about the kind of people that work with matchmakers. Who wants to go? I'll go. I'm, you know, earlier, Emily had said that matchmaking is like outsourcing a professional for your love life. I really love that. I usually make the comparison to we're the realtors for love, right? You got, I got a listing and we got to find the match for that <laughs> listing. So I think anybody who ha feels as if their life is established and the only thing missing is that partner, that, that to me represents the type of people that are interested in working with a matchmaker. They've got everything in their life going on, but they don't have anyone to share it with. And that's the majority of what my clients say about their life and why we're working together. And, and also people who have been out there looking for love for quite a while, and they're just not meeting the right people, or they don't want to take the time um, to, to look for someone because let's face it, dating today is difficult. It's not easy. And, you know, you really have to put in the time and energy uh, you really do in order to meet someone nowadays. But so we take that all that hard work out for you and we do it for you. Um, so you don't have to do anything. <laughs> um, OK, so when is the right time, guys, to hire a matchmaker? Now, yesterday. <laughs> life is short right and it's one of the best biggest parts of your life is finding a partner so why waste time and I, I know that a lot of people put it off put it off put it off and even if you don't necessarily feel like you are ready that might be the good 
the good place to start because you're getting that coaching and that help that's going to help to get you ready. Yeah. I, I mean, in terms of timing, I, I really think it's at a point where you have made the commitment for yourself to do whatever it's ta- it takes to have room in your life for a relationship. I know a big complaint that some people have is, you know, they're on a site or they're introduced and they say they want a relationship, but they don't prioritize whatever it takes to be in that relationship because all relationships require some level of compromise and some level of sacrifice. So when you're at a point where you're saying, I'm willing to to do what it takes and I want to set time aside and I'm going to prioritize a, a relationship. And that means prioritizing me and what I want and also prioritizing what my partner needs. You have to be in a space where you're willing to share and be outside of yourself. You're no longer number one. You are now considering having someone in your life. And that's where I think, you know, you're ready for a matchmaker and to consider matchmaking. Yeah. And also, if you're ready to look for a matchmaker, I mean, do your research, look around, do some Google searches, um, look for uh, if you've been referred by someone a great, uh, but you don't, you know, don't just uh, call the first matchmaker and then just book with them, right? Like do your due diligence and, and shop around just like anything else. If you're shopping for looking for a car, you're going to shop around. You're not just going to go to the first dealership and buy the car. Well, some people may, but that's what I suggest, ladies. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it, it depends on uh, who you're with and what you're doing. If you have a great referral from someone that uh, had success with a person, again, they're unique. Maybe they had success with them because of their, you know, ethnicity, their lifestyle, their whatever. So it's very true, Laura, because I'm successful with one client doesn't automatically guarantee that I'm going to be successful with their best friend. What if their best friend is someone that I can't help? So for that reason, I think it's important to educate yourself on um, matchmaking in itself. And Laura, Emily, and I have our own businesses, yet we collaborate. And there are people that will only work with me and only work with Laura or only work with Emily because of their particular skill set and because of their capacity to really um, make a difference for those people. So that that's a great point. I think that you should definitely know um, what you're getting and have some kind of a comparison if you want to feel comfortable with your choice. Great tips, ladies. All right. Now, let's just say we are ready to hire a matchmaker or maybe not, but we're ready to put ourselves out there. Now, we've seen so many successful relationships form. What are some of your top tips to be more successful as you date? How do we give off that great first impression? Emily, we'll start with you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) First and foremost, you got to take it seriously. The last few years, dating apps have really, really ruined dating for so many people. And it seems like everybody is ghosting or, you know, matching with as many people as possible. Stop. Please, you want to be successful, get back to messages promptly. You know, stick to, to plans that you make. Put in the effort. Carmi. 
Wow, I love that. Um, the effort is great. Have the right attitude and don't allow previous negative experiences to creep into your current relationship. Mm -hmm. Don't make the person you're dating now pay for the, the mistakes that someone else did. I think if you can work on starting on a clean slate mentally and emotionally each and every time, that is my best advice for people who are entering the dating space. Also, I suggest to be confident before you start dating is really like get to a place where you like yourself. I would say love yourself, uh, but also maintain a positive attitude. When we are positive, we attract more positivity into our lives. When we are negative, we attract more negativity into our lives. So thank you so much, ladies, for those tips. It's time for us to take one last quick break, and then we'll be back to chat about a new dating platform where singles can join to get great dating advice. Stay with us. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Galata from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellata, with my guests tonight, Carmelia Ray and Emily Lyons, turning the conversation over to getting help when you are struggling to meet someone. Now, the three of us ladies, we launched the Love Academy, and it's an international training organization where we help everyone find true love by giving them the tools and resources they need to do just that. And what sets us apart from other dating services is our proven track record of success. So we've helped thousands of singles find love, and we can also help you too. Now, ladies, I am so excited for the launch of this platform. We have been working on this for quite a while now. So who is the Love Academy meant for? Let's start with that. I'll, I'll start by saying, I think the Love Academy is meant for any person or couple that wants to have a more fulfilling, elevated, juicy love life. <laughs> Emily? <laughs> yeah, anybody that wants to succeed in the relationships, which I think is the majority of people. I mean, it's not just skills pertaining to, the, to your love life, but things that make you a whole person. There is that dangerous narrative that we've all been told of looking for our other half but we should be whole on our own and then look for that other person afterwards. So learning all the skills that you need to be able to do so. You know, we talked about having great confidence, all of those little things that we can help you to learn and master so that you can bring that into your future relationship or maybe your existing. Yeah, and, and also if you're struggling with dating, if you've been single for a long time, um, you're, you're sick of being alone. Like, listen, dating isn't easy for everybody. It's not. Some of us get it and some of us just don't. It's just like, I'm not good at everything. Yeah, I'm good at dating. That's that's what I do, right? I teach people how to how to be better at it and attract the right person into their life. Um, and But I'm not good at you know, fixing cars, for example, okay? So if you're the type of person who's constantly getting rejected, you're... Uh, also getting into relationships that start and then they just happen to disappear. And then you're like, okay, why, you know, or you keep attracting the wrong people. Um, then the love Academy may be for you. Uh, what kind of content can people find in the love Academy? 
You know, we, as we started, as we're starting in our journey, because this, it, we plan this to be a, you know, happy marriage with three of us, um, we, we focused on the common dating issues. So the content that we're, we're covering right now is how to be better with online dating. We're talking about how to prepare for dating. And then also in the early stage relationship, a lot of people end up losing that relationship or getting anxious or falling into these patterns or habits that will end up compromising that relationship. So we're really focusing on the beginning, middle, and then the maintenance. I think there's something in there and we will be adding things in there for people who want to have, I said, juicy love life. You're already together, but you need that spark or you know what? It's kind of getting dull and you're following its routine. How do we spice that up? So that's what we're focusing on in the initial part um, when you go in the back end of the Love Academy. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the video trainings that we're each adding, but it's also our monthly Zooms that we're doing. So you can come, you can attend different Zooms every single month where we will be doing a a unique teaching and then answering questions. So you have the opportunity to actually speak with us and ask your dating questions. But uh, yes, some of the other videos that we've been putting in there, we've been working on are things like how to show up on social media, which, you know, a lot of people are like, why would that matter for dating? But the first thing anybody does, whether you meet them in person or you match with them on a dating app, is they're going to Google you. They're going to look you up on social media. If your social media is totally out there, if it's really offensive, you're going to have a really difficult time dating. You know what? And and pe- more and more people are actually meeting um, through social media. Well, yes. Emily, you said you approached your guy. <laughs> yeah. <on> Facebook. <laughs> and there you go. He's your boyfriend now, you know. Well, and- how many couples are you responsible for on Clubhouse? You built one of the largest yeah, Clubhouse singles and you were doing shoot your shot rooms. Like, I don't know. Uh, Laura's the fairy godmother of Clubhouse singles. And there's so many couples that came out of that. And that's a social media platform. And that's audio, social audio, just by your voice, by connecting with someone. I love it. And, And of course, the most important tool for them coming into these rooms was to attach to social media. And I would always give this advice, guys, make sure you open up your social media so that people can have a look in there to see who you are, how you move, you know, your style and so forth. So Emily, great advice there for sure. And, you know, I was, I was never a fan of, of people approaching me on social media, mm-hmm. you know, if you're respectful um, and, and I think it can work for you, you know, cause it's, some guys do it, but they just don't know how to do it right. And for goodness sakes, like what's with the high messages? Someone's well, we're going to teach on that in the, in the course. Okay. How, <laughs> yeah, how to message properly what to message the sexy text. We're going to talk about dating etiquette, do's and don'ts and give real examples, not just fluff. So this is stuff that you can learn and apply. And that's going to be the difference between some of the other uh, places Places that are offering uh, advice is it's shelf help. You don't really know what to do with this information. We're going to give you the information and then the action plan to take so that you can see a difference. And then you have us every month on Zoom. Amazing. <laughs> and it's yeah. structured so you can work your way through it. You know, you're not yes. just kind of Googling all over the place, trying to find answers to one space, one place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and the Love Academy was built really for you guys. 
So if you actually want to put an end to your single status, then you should join the Love Academy because we're going to teach you uh, also things like dating with intention, you know, um, how to stop wasting your time with the wrong people. Uh, what are the what are the signs that someone's actually wasting your time? Like that's one of the biggest issues with online dating today. And and Carmelia is also an online dating expert. Wouldn't you say is that we waste so much time on the wrong people? <laughs> Yeah. You not only do you waste time on the wrong people, you have to have a plan. You have to have a strategy. I don't think anybody looks at their love life in the way of how do I be successful and how do I plan this out? We're going to, that's what we, that's why we created the love Academy for you to have a plan, a resource and the blueprint to help you have and find an amazing love life. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, ladies, how can people learn more about you and then how can people find the Love Academy? So we'll start with you, Emily. Yes. Yeah, so they can go to the Love Academy or loveacademy.club. So in your browser, pop in loveacademy.club and uh, you can check it out. Join and it. And if people want to connect with you, Ms. Yeah, Emily, they, can, uh, they can find me over on Instagram. Emily Lioness um, is my handle. Yeah, she's got an empire, guys. All right, and Carm, where can people well, I, Again, loveacademy.club is why I'm here, and I'm really easy to find. You can go to Instagram with my, my first and last name, at Carmelia Ray, but go to loveacademy.club. That's where I'm going to give my advice, so connect with me there. Amazing. And guys, again, it's loveacademy.club, and you can also find me at singleinthecity.ca, especially if you are looking for love and you're looking to you know, go to singles parties and such. Find me there. And also on Instagram and TikTok, official Laura Bellotta. Well, it's been an amazing show with you two ladies. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. And thanks for tuning in, guys. Until next week. Ciao for now. 